1: Hey everybody, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation, the galaxy's number one podcast for all things Gamma Quadrant Wormhole related. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. Up, oh, and I didn't have the sound I turned wondering. on.
0: That oh. was almost very smooth. <laughs> I saw you getting yourself prepared and I'm like, ooh, he's preparing. I, I mean, it was like ridiculous. I
1: didn't hear it. Play it again? Dead. it's pointless Andy it's pointless anymore all right blah 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 I'm
2: Matt I'm Andy I'm Commander Benjamin Sisko and on behalf of the United Federation of Planets and Starfleet Command I'd like to welcome you to
1: Deep Space Nine there
0: you go is that from this episode? I believe so
1: yeah oh wow (laughs) no wonder it didn't work it would have been too smooth yeah well, it's not our brand. Never will be. Probably anyway, that. let's find out what Andy thought in a brief moment we like to call, would they would, should they watch the episode? Andy, would you have them watch this episode?
0: I guess if your friends are trapped in a game and it's the only way to get them out, otherwise.
1: You're saying that could be an element of the game where I have to sit through this episode?
0: <laughs> it seems like it would be reasonable.
1: <laughs> but then ultimately I discover there was no real danger to you ever? Not gonna watch it. <laughs> I <guess> that's fair.
2: <laughs> Matt, would you have them watch this episode?
1: Hard pass. <laughs>
0: People definitely.
1: I mean, unless it's like a morbid curiosity, you know.
0: Is this so like, the worst, or does it get worse? This is
1: easily one of the worst.
0: It's People bad. definitely. I'm trying
1: to think of other bad ones. And the other bad ones I can think of aren't as bad as this one.
0: I mean, this... Uh, uh, I don't know. Should we... Let's save it.
1: Let's save it. Which means uh, we're going to head to the Admiral's Club.
0: I can tell you I'm raring to go. go to the Admiral's Club. It's not that bad. We're not that off tune. No, no. It's pretty bad. Is it bad? Yeah. Um... Conversion Table by Efrat mom Wow, Andy, I'll tell you how
1: they get into the Admirals Club.
0: Oh, Jesus, wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a rare one. I usually don't miss Dima that. Five, it it almost felt too too efficient for me to jump right in, and that was what I was missing. Yes, tell me. Give a five-star review
1: anywhere you'd like. You know, Twitter, uh, recommend us on Instagram, five stars uh, on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, whatever. Uh, And you're in, and, uh, you know, if you want to make sure Andy gets eyes on it, forward it in an email, and uh, you might be one of the Admiral Club admittees
0: who is singled out. Who is it this week? It is from Ephrata Mom, uh, entitled Conversion Table. Take the temp in Celsius and times it by nine, uh, five? Nine slash five? Then take that number and add 32 and boom you got temperature in fahrenheit. So 32 degrees celsius is 89.6 degrees fahrenheit. Hot. I don't remember what. <laughs> I remember us debating this at some point but I don't remember the context. Might have been an enterprise episode on Patreon. I have no idea. <laughs> but there you go. Sinatra TNC from Wonder Fuffin. Uh, formerly great high concept podcast that used Star Trek as a front to introduce listeners to Frank Sinatra. With the move <laughs> to DS9, they've gone mainstream and forsaken art and talk more about television than the crooners of old. Anyway, I'm in the Admiral's Club.
1: <laughs> Congratulations.
0: And thank uh, you. And then we had a tweet. Um, th- here's what I'm thinking. Is if you you have to give us the tweet on your main thing. It can't be like a tweet right to us or you know sort of a side tweet. It has to be an what? actual like you know. Oh, you
1: have you have qualifications for Admirals Club Twitter I, entries. I think so. I think so. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh If you go into it, somebody else's Period. Like, put a period in front
1: of at. <laughs> that's right. T N T. Don't have it. Ha- it. it, it has to be a real one. If, <laughs> if other people can't see it just in your regular feed, then it doesn't count. That's right.
0: <laughs> really, any form of I mean, based on Twitter's
1: that. algorithm, I opened up Twitter the other day and it was like showing me tweets from six days ago. And I was like, why is it doing this? Because they're like,
0: hey, you don't pay attention anymore. Here are the best ones.
1: Kind of. But it was like, I was like, what? What? What's happening? How does this <laughs> work? I don't understand.
0: I'm surprised that you opened Twitter.
1: <laughs> me too.
0: What happened? I don't know. <laughs> Just trying to get back in, get plugged back yeah, in. I did, my thumb slipped, I think. <laughs> um, if you go into Facebook, go into another Star Trek group, say nice things, whatevs. Anyway, welcome to Geek Town Podcast. Uh, a longtime supporter, a uh, friend of the pod, uh, says uh, Star Trek TNC gets mentioned uh, this episode in, in their episode, and uh, I explain the concept of the show at the end. Does this qualify me for the Admirals Club? Um, I'm hoping you said something nice at the end. I guess I should check that first. Yeah. Anyway, you're in. Just wanted to illustrate that you could tweet and get in. Um, that's it for the Admirals Club. Okay, then I guess we should head over to the President's Circle,
1: where the most elite of our fans are leading themselves with the best buffet known to man. <laughs> Hi everyone! It's the President Circle. Want to know what it is? Head to patreon.com/slash forward slash Star Trek TNC and support the show over there, and get yourself. Uh, what are we doing? Eight podcasts a month right now?
0: That's right. No, uh, so, yes, eight. And then no. we'll crank it up. Obviously, six. When, uh, Sorry, six. It's six.
1: No, it's eight.
0: We're doing two Voyagers and four Discovery. Not Discoveries. Four no. Enterprises right now. Six, and then we did do an extra one last month because we covered the uh, the Picard trailer. Oh yeah,
1: you get you get fun things like that too. So, look, as soon as Picard is back, we'll be there talking about it every single week. Anyway, uh, metal though. What's happening now, Christopher Pike? Medal of Valor. Andy, who's getting it?
0: Mark T. says this is in regards to. Uh, the the prior uh, DS9 episode The Passenger. So mm-hmm. Vantica uh, invented a way to transfer one's consciousness into another person quickly and easily and the consciousness could also be put into computer storage. I'd like to enter this into the Star Trek technologies with universe altering potential introduced once then immediately forgotten Hall of Fame. Mm. I think that's fair. It is up there for sure. And you got yourself a Medal
1: of Valor, mister. I mean, it's certainly, I think it's like up there with the uh, high warp destroying the galaxy. (laughs) Right. In the pantheon of things that that seemingly will have consequences but never do.
0: I would love to Uh, know. Have you heard them? I think we dug into this at the time. But did they, was there a thorough discussion in the writer's room at the time? Or were they just like, oh, here's an interesting thing because it's like know. it's like introducing that it's just like on a sitcom one of the characters is a serial killer and then just like you know you gotta deal with that then <laughs> then Joey's a serial killer from that point forward um, not the worst idea for a sitcom by the way um, alright we're in the priority one messages proper
1: oh great I love it here
0: mm-hmm. these are, of course are the messages that um, if you join the Patreon,
3: priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel.
0: Then, uh, then I will look at these first and give them special attention. Micho and Miriam at Quarks, Quark is Lightning Gold Press says Andy, with regards to how much a joined trill is a new person. It's definitely in the sticky area. A lot of people tried to field my my ongoing trying to pick up how a trill works.
1: Don't. Why? Don't engage. You'll
0: only produce more questions. That's what the podcast is about, Matt. It's about me having endless questions. You're the only one that's irritated by it. Um, And there are probably other people that are on your side. Should I run a poll? There is a being known as Dax... (laughs) <laughs> and uh, being known as Jadzia, they both exist at the same time. When joined, they act as one and accumulate the same memories. But if Dax is removed from Jadzia, Dax would still have the memory, all the memories of Jadzia Dax, but Jedzia won't retain any of the memories of the other hosts. Curzon, for example. Those memories exist in Dax. It is unclear to me if Dax gets to keep the memories of the hosts from before they were joined. I think the logical implication is that Dax does not. Although, I'm not sure if, for example, Dax has memories of growing up as Imani. Because of how we are already really remembering our recollections of memories, it's probable Dax has memories of Imani Dax, remembering what it's, it's, it was like to be Imani as a child. Wait. Because of how we're all remembering our recollections of memories. Is mm. that, does that mean... That even though Dax only has Emany's memory Emany Dax's memories from (laughs) from their from Emany's own recollections, that Dax actually has the recollections also. Is that what that means? He's giving me a shrug. Um, Describe it
1: like it's describe it like an emoji. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh sorry it's uh whatever with both hands uh pointed upward uh
1: oh i always thought that was more of like a. I couldn't
0: tell you i don't know you know it's funny because i looked it up you were the first person this is this is how new i was too i think it was, it was probably because of my I had, I had to figure out how fucking emojis worked after i got separated from my wife i was just like oh jesus i'm gonna have to figure out how to communicate with people again um and I said, hey, uh, what is uh, this this hands-up thing? I always thought it was like... The way know. you described it to me was like... Uh, I think it's like, I don't know. <laughs> right? And it always stuck with me. But I think that it also has been interpreted as whatever. So, by the way.
1: I think I think whatever... I mean, I guess it depends on the tone of what whatever you're saying, is, Whatever
0: is a little bit more... I don't know if hostile dismissive. is the word, but aggressive. Yeah, it's then. dismissive of the thing. Dismissive—that's what I'm, it is. Whereas the other one—I'm like, trying to say in this. Don't is look at like, me.
1: I have—I couldn't tell you. I'd like right. to be able to tell you, but I don't have an answer.
0: I'd be very curious about that. See, this is the kind of question Sekunda would ask. I would like to know if, when they are joined, if Dax gets the memories of what that person had before, or only the shared memories that they experienced together. Um, So
1: you're wondering if if the Dax symbiote carries the memories of the previous
0: host prior to joining. Correct. Gotcha. Wow. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hands up, emoji. Uh, I like to think that there are three entities where the third joined entity is like Voltron or the Megazord. Um Mm -hmm. Given this arrangement, I think there's good evidence to suggest that Dax does take some stuff personally across lifetimes. This episode is one of them. By this I mean Dax doesn't see it as a commitment Curzon or Curzon Dax made, but rather one that Dax made. Hmm. Not sure Hmm. I follow that. Do you follow that? Like, regarding the previous episode to The
1: Passenger, we're going back another one.
0: Correct. Remember the... Yeah, so
1: like... It wasn't Curzon Dax that made the. It was the Dax symbiote that made it. Is what they're saying. But what is that distinction that I don't? I don't. That Micho is making. I, yeah, don't. I don't understand
0: that. Is like what's the difference between Dax experiencing it as a commitment that Kurz on Dax made or one that Dax made? Because Micho is arguing that's just the one that Dax made. Anyway. Um, I will definitely bang this yeah. drum again when we get to Blood Oath, which I assume is a future Trill episode. Uh, I, that was me at the end. Matt, Matt was—he's giving me whatever, whatever. He's giving me mm-hmm. no, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Matt, Matt was again saying, "This is why you should do with your different voices." for when it's your voice or it's the letter voice. Now, what was your (laughs) thought on what the other voice should be, Matt?
1: Uh, Higher pitch. Jay Leno doing a monologue. Uh, I see.
0: So I will definitely bang uh, this coming. So
1: uh, This is uh, just Chancy and Dax here. Uh,
0: Hold on. Am am I I I reading? Am I switching to Jay Leno for my voice or am I switching it for their their voice?
1: (laughs) It's it's all the emails are in in Jay Leno's voice.
0: Anyway, I will uh, (laughs) definitely
1: bang this drum again when we get the blood oath.
0: Well, Anyway, See? Yeah. I assume that's a trail episode in the future. Okay, David F. from the Mirror Universe. Yeah, don't forget to don't drop. forget to go down like this. Sometimes <laughs> you know really gotta, you gotta you gotta drop and it. with the cuttings. Kind of <laughs> 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 we would be fascinated to see the chart of how many <laughs> listeners we lose each second I to read everything Mr Jay Leno <laughs> or do we gain him he's very popular well, um, hails aren't long enough <laughs> <could they? laughs> uh, David asks from the Mirror Universe's Yes Andy School of Improv and Andrew Secunta School's Specific Acting Alumni Class of 2370 oh here let me give you this thing I don't uh, I should have given you this to you before and if you don't want to read it, we can just move on. But here's What's a happening? link. Off You're topic, give me a link. But Fraser what reboot. does Matt think of this Frasier reboot news? And it's the Frasier reboot. Reboot will change the series in a huge way. It's also, going to major changes format.
1: Normal recurring characters that uh, have appeared in the series will now be treated as guest appearances and cameos instead of being super involved in every episode. This could be because everyone involved I have crazy busy schedules. I doubt it. <laughs> it's, it's because it would cost a lot of cheddar. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, David I. Pierce, Jane Levy, Perry Gilford will be making guest appearances in the Fraser reboot, but will not be series regulars. This could be because of blah blah blah. That seems dangerously Picard esque. Well, in the last in the series finale, he moved to Chicago. I've never seen it, but that, I know that. Uh-huh. So maybe they're setting it in Chicago
0: what if he's just eaten deep dish pies the whole time it has nothing else (laughs) he hears the blues of Colin it's a deep dish pie
1: (laughs) uh supply of the new Fraser reboot is being kept under wraps we would presume okay this is assumptions here Chris Harris and Joe
0: Cristalli are penning the show while he's reviewing I had a I had a healthy chicken Caesar salad didn't need to eat anything I was like okay I'm on track then somebody was delivered at work cookies for their birthday. Delicious cookies. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bag one and have it tomorrow. And then they kept putting the box in front of me and saying, come on, you're so going to eat it. You'll eat stuff. And I fucking ended up eating like seven cookies. And, uh, and then I came home and made myself deep dish pizza. I'm a fucking menace. And then I had a Pop-Tart and ice cream. I have a problem.
1: Here's what you should do with this. By the way, you do have a problem, and I agree with you. Thank you. Now, here's what. Here's what this. Here's what. My Frasier, problem is I love life. Here's what the Frasier reboot should have been and okay. should be. I don't All know right. if it is. It should be.
0: All
1: right. Frasier has to move in with Frederick, his son, mirroring the pilot when Fraser when John Mahoney had to move in with Frasier.
0: I feel like it has to be Frederick-related, right?
1: That has to be what it is. Yeah. Otherwise, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Thank you, and continue, Andy. There's no real information in this. You
0: this know, what would be interesting is if they shifted it so that Fraser was the antagonist in the way that they kind of set up John Mahoney as, and then they sort of sh- shifted around so he really wasn't. He was just sort of a, a guy, right? John Mahoney oh, wasn't so- really... At the beginning, it, all, it sort of started with John Mahoney as this sort of person who was so antithetical to to Fraser and Niles that it right. was going to be think difficult.
1: They kept that up the whole time. They as did, far as I'm concerned. Yeah, oh,
0: I feel like they sort of softened him, and he was just sort of a guy piping in. Mm, I don't think so. Hmm. All right, it's not how I would describe it. Thank um, you. it's funny that they made this is such a, a a your other podcast conversation, but it's interesting that they made Eddie. Such a comedic kind of piece of the show basically just by doing nothing <laughs> didn't he just basically stare at people and it made people uncomfortable
1: well, no Frasier hated eddie that was that was the that was the that was the comedic crux of Eddie everybody else didn't mind eddie at all
0: but but why did he hate Eddie
1: because he hated the dog
0: i I thought he hated eddie because eddie would just sort of sit there and stare at him
1: that is part of it yeah well that's a funny comedic. then he would yell at eddie yeah
0: that's a funny comedic pretense that he's being bothered just because eddie is staring at him when there was that time that fraser did a commercial
1: and they um had eddie was there Uh. but then they made the commercial eddie and just gave eddie fraser's voice (laughs) <laughs> that's, a, that's a
0: great spin <laughs> it's very funny uh, anyway uh, just to, to 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 shore up the uh, the uh, thing about my eating today the problem is I, I was saying this to Matt because I think you were asking me is it easier now that you're back at work and it's harder when I'm back at work because I'm a little bit tense because I'm at work mm-hmm. you know it's a decent job but I'm just tense so I have to eat and snack what do you do? What do people do? Do have people have tricks? Who have pro- <laughs> my problem? I would like to know. Let just me think know. of smoking. Head outside. Is that it? It's smoking. Is I'm sure that's a similar thing. It's just well that this will this will remove this feeling of low level tension. Oh yeah. So For what sure. do you do? What do you do instead? Push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a tough sell on my brain. <laughs> Real weirdo. <laughs> I know He's what you want push-up. is uh, ice cream. Uh, with instead sprinkles instead how about this <laughs> all right great and terrible is says i've decided i only want to stay two or so more episodes ahead of the pod for ds9 sometimes the trailers at the end spoil stuff so i want to stay mm-hmm. a bit ahead so uh so far i'm identifying with odo quite a bit especially in this episode when quark was spouting the virtues of desire I have often told people that it is extremely rare for me to want any one thing for more than 20 minutes. And I once kind of confused my mother by saying that my number one goal in life was to just to get in and out of this existence while doing as little damage as possible. I don't know what the rest of the series holds for this character and I'm not committed to solitude the way Odo is, but I really did identify with the exhaustion and boredom of having your identity and choices questioned over and over. This episode really reinforced for me uh how such persistent othering makes so many spec asexuality spectrum and neurodivergent folks identify as void punk
1: are so many words that i need to learn about in that sentence that well
0: aspec uh liz is uh lizak has described to us before which is a asexuality. and uh yes. d- void punk i did have to look up would you like a definition Sure. Mean, uh, uh, is a sub void punk is a subculture within the LGBT community specifically among certain dehumanized or marginalized groups who feel rejected from society standards for humanity and aim to reclaim their dehumanization which I found again I don't fully grasp that well you got another I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I only had a, a, a I, I had a general sense of what Lizak was getting at which was basically in the in the arena that basically feels like Odo is is sort of leaning into, which is Quark is like, yeah, but don't you want, don't you lust? Don't you really, don't you think all these doing what if a bad, don't you greed for stuff? Don't you hunger? And he's always like, no, I don't know. No, I don't know. Maybe a, what, a, a platinum bucket? Is that what you're saying? A, a platinum bucket? Yeah, sure. Well,
1: the reality of it is Odo does have needs and desires, and I think he just doesn't realize it. And his number one need is for uh, law and order on the station. What was that first word?
0: Law. <laughs> it felt like a very Boston read on law. Law. What? <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> law.
0: Said, law.
1: law. Law. What? I don't understand the difference between the two things we're saying here. You're saying,
0: <laughs> law. I'm saying law. I'm saying law. Law. I'm saying L A W. What, that's what you're thinking you're saying. You're, you're saying L-A-H. So it should be lawa? Law.
1: Lawa? Uh, Law.
0: <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. I'll run a poll. Law uh, Lieutenant Special <laughs> victims unit. <laughs> Lieutenant Tess says, I feel bad for Siddick. I'm curious what direction he was given from the director. This is for His insane performance, which apparently was redubbed because his original performance was even more insane. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I got to say, I think this is fair. But by and large, and I'm going to get into it in this episode, I am not. I know that there's all these Bashir boosters. I'm not seeing it so far. Outside of the fact that he's just an extraordinary creepo. All of the performances seem like he has these crazy swings that seem completely unjustified, even independent of that episode. So while I'm sure you're right, it's a valid question that like the director may have gone, great, more, or, and or just let him roll. Um, it feels like he does a lot of weird things on his own. So I don't know.
1: I mean, he probably tried to get a different read three times and then gave
0: up. <laughs> Maybe try a different accent. Okay, maybe we're try it a little make, bit smaller. Not, All right, never mind. i got to make my yeah, day. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
3: sure.
0: Lieutenant Gil Renberg says, hijacking the thread for a moment, uh, I'm glad to – here, I'll give you another link here. Mm. You don't have to necessarily read it. It's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I'm glad to see that someone in the entertainment industry knows how to cancel an Alex Kurtzman-Helm series. And it's A Man Who Fell to Earth Will Not Return for Season 2 at Showtime. <laughs> nice. <laughs> in fairness, there's a lot of chaos over at Showtime, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, possibly. but this feels
0: right. <laughs> Their complaint, ironically, was there isn't enough crying in speeches. <laughs> um, Mark Movie King Schultes our old friend says, This is regarding Andy's thoughts on DS9 during Hales and not The Passenger. Specifically, but having participated in the All Good Things stream, anyone else thinking it would be a blast to have a live event for Pale Moonlight? Andy's going to be Uh-oh. over the moon. Ha ha ha. I don't know what that means, and I'm not going to look into it farther. That's interesting. But I thought I would throw it out there. When is Pale Moonlight? Well, uh, Season six? Oh, that's a far off. Right? You're going to have to bring that back because there is no possibility that either of us will remember that. Mike Laban says uh, I feel like this episode was their attempt at Giallo, who done it. The black glove scene and the whispering being a part, big part of it. Uh, creepy when I first saw the scene as a kid. Unfortunately, Bashir's voice was too distinguishable through the whispering. They even had the red herring of a new character showing up, Lieutenant Premin. Uh, do you know what Giallo is, Matt? No. It's um, it's a sort of it's mostly Italian horror from like the I think mostly late sixties. Ah,
1: uh, sure. Like
0: Mario Bava, and it's all very garish and beautiful, I'm, beautifully I'm shot familiar, murder, murder stuff.
1: With the uh, genre. And actually. I think you're
0: right. I think it does feel kind of like that, and kind of in some ways <laughs> just as silly, um, although also creepy. Christopher Chris Christofferson says, Siddiq's performance is genius. I thought he was ever so subtly channeling the genocidal W-O-P-R, Whopper supercomputers from war games. Would <laughs> you like to play a game? Just uh, a clinic in <laughs> 80s robotic speech <laughs> manifesting <laughs> through a 24th century mind-controlling bastard. <laughs> it's interesting. I kind of, you know... You know, it would have made more sense. Huh. Yeah, they've definitely done this over and over and over again. It would have made more sense if it was a computer, like an AI, that figured out a way to put himself into an organic life form. And then that would have made more sense that that was the reason they had the technology to download it at the end. Into a thing. Give me your reaction for the rest of this episode. I really don't, well, it's
1: like, I'm like, you know, I don't have an answer for that.
0: What I gotta say well, is, I think that's a good idea or a bad idea.
1: Uh, it's a fine idea.
0: <laughs> it's really Switzerland today. It's very yeah, strange. <laughs> um, Knickknack Tabasco says, Priman and Odo prepared security for the Duridium shipment. Shipment. They talk about preparations of being prepared several times but their preparations didn't take into account the possibility of a ship getting close enough to beam a pirate party aboard what preparations were they doing for days laying bear traps in key hallways
1: There, i mean that's the key to any Starfleet trap them all it's the bear <laughs> traps
0: be such a hilariously violent way to handle people in the future. You know they should be more violent. They can fix them Some up real fast. Force
1: fields, it's just bear traps.
0: Has anybody ever used a force field to slice somebody in half? That's the kind of thing I would be thinking of.
1: Uh, has that happened?
0: That's the kind of thing I would have liked to see in the un- mirror universe.
1: It's a good question. I think it. I think I'm. I think maybe, but maybe I'm not
0: even thinking of Star Trek. So I don't know. Aussie uh, Andy says the Aussie oh, uh, Andy says the Starfleet security guy said it took him three weeks to get the DS nine. I assume he came from Starfleet HQ, presumably on Earth. Is Earth that far away at high warp, or did travel really on a really slow ship? Wait, or did travel on a really slow ship? See, now I'm differentiating it. Uh, or did travel on a really slow ship? Uh, or did it? Uh, I think there's a there's a word. Did he? Place yeah. There. Did he travel? Yeah. Um, or did it just make a lot of annoying stops along the way? I know that Bejor DS9 is supposed to be remote and out of the way, but if I recall correctly, later in the series they're zipping back and forth. Um, they've always been loosey goosey with distances in Star Trek. Any sense of how long it takes to get to Earth?
1: Well, ds 9s pretty far out there. Okay. Right. So it would take fifty-two light years. So it would take between ten and eleven days at high warp. High warp being
0: high, like nines like or nine point five. Wow. So how long would it take? It like a three or a
1: four? Oh, exponentially
0: to... exponentially longer. If months. you didn't want to harm the the universe. Um. Interesting. I like that it's that far out. That supports the concept of the show. Anyway, that's it for the. Years from Earth, you know? Yeah. That's it for the uh, president Circle. Okie dokie.
1: Let's head back out to the hallway and kick things off.
0: Hmm. Captain, uh, we are being hailed. Now, I sent you another link to Twitter someone tweeted at us uh Peter Shearn Shearn, uh which is at next time have apartment um and he says I thought Jordi did I read this I thought Jordi grew the beard because Lavar wanted it for his wedding TNC controversy and uh it has a picture of of uh Lavar on his wedding day <laughs> These two jumped the broom. So did Barack and Michelle. Happy Dirty 30 to Kunta and Kizzy and our wedding twins, the Obamas. And it's a picture of him and his uh, lovely wife on their wedding day. No beard.
1: Uh, I mean, is that their wedding day? We don't know.
0: Oh, Oh, interesting. Interesting. You know what I mean? You think it's just a... He's just wearing a tux.
1: I feel like they might be at like some sort of gala or event because they're both wearing AIDS ribbons, which I feel like you're not going to wear at your wedding.
0: Cuz you don't want to show that support at your wedding.
1: Well, it's just like it's not about that. <laughs> it's a wedding. It's about the two of you. I think joining you could do Mad both. 20. You could show yeah. both. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going by the picture and I'm just Fair seeing enough. what I see. Whatever the case, I, I think like that's the AIDS, it's a valid like theory. The AIDS awareness ribbon is right. going to be worn at mm. things like the Emmys. Yeah. Or at, uh, you know, uh, festivus party.
0: In in, <laughs> in any event, it definitely is. I don't know that it's definitive that it's his wedding. So there you go. Uh, good, good Lavar defense. The Lavar defense. Um, Garrett Shield hailed us. Uh, okay, Ther-
1: okay. I just pulled up his actual wedding photo, and he does have a beard.
0: Oh snap!
1: That did not take me long, by the way. Wow. Here. Sorry, Pete. Right back at you. It's from Lavar's own Twitter.
0: That is something.
1: Got the whole cast there, and Patrick Stewart's definitely drunk.
0: Wow. He definitely, yeah. He's either drunk or has just had a Vicodin or something. <laughs> um, Look at how handsome Dorn is. Look at this guy. So, look what a teak What beard. a geek! Spiner looks like. <laughs> sure,
1: but I just wanna—I just wanna say out loud, yeah, I was right. It
0: took me two seconds to decipher. Yeah, this looks like this is much earlier than the other picture. By the way, um, good defense, good job. Defense, good facts. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> you know, facts are the best defense. I don't know if that's true. Um. Okay, Garrett Shields writes us. uh, Andy's theory comes true. Hey, Matt and Andy. First, I want to say, do I read read too fast? Do I read too fast? (laughs) Wait, no, that's them. Oh, you're right, you're right. (laughs) I heard some, like, bitching at various points about, ah, Andy, whatever, he doesn't read this way, or sometimes he mangled my letter. And, like, I don't know if you're saying I've truncated the letter or if I'm not being enunciating enough. Feel free to give me your notes. I, I'm happy to work on it this late into the pod. Andy loves notes. <laughs> I love notes from you guys. I don't love notes from the network. <laughs> um, I, I'm always looking to improve. I'm open to improvement. Anyway, the reason I read them fast is because you know I'm trying to keep it tight. First, I want to <laughs> say how much I enjoy this podcast. I'm so glad I found it. You're what quite... took you so long? Welcome, carrot. I got bored with my current podcast and wanted to find one that was Star Trek based since I decided to try and watch DS9 all the way through. I had started years ago, but never finished it for some reason. Right now, I'm still in season two, almost to season three. I've slowed down now that you have started covering the series. When I first found your podcast on a whim, I noticed that it had been months since the last episode was released. The only remaining episodes of TNG were All Good Things, Part 1 and 2. I was Mm. intrigued why this podcast stopped just before the end. So I had to start from the beginning. It has been a wonderful ride thus far. I've wanted to write in so many times, but I got preoccupied and kept listening, forgetting the things I wanted to say. Plus, I wouldn't be sure if any emails would be read since I'm not an admiral or a president. Uh, But after seeing the trailer for Picard Season 3 I knew I had to point out Andy's brilliance I recently listened to A Fistful of Datas Where Andy introduced his ridiculous theory That Worf is actually a pacifist As soon as Worf says the line in the trailer I immediately thought of Andy Someone on the writing staff must be listening to the podcast The way you guys poke fun at the show And make make Star Trek more enjoyable My belief in life Is that if you truly love something You should be able to make fun of it And your podcast is a great example of that I wish I could fit in everything I want to say without making this email any longer than the saucer section already is. Can't wait <laughs> to make it to DS9. You're already there. Hope this gets read on the show. It did. Uh, keep up the great work that makes this the best unorganized <laughs> podcast in the galaxy. Uh,
1: Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> heard about this? <laughs> <Star> Trek podcast.
0: <laughs> Live long and prosper. Death engage. My favorite thing <laughs> in
1: an email, if you listen to the context of it, it's very funny, is that... Um, He was wondering why we stopped right before the end of TNG. Mm -hmm. So he went back and listened from the beginning, and then he figured it out. Which is, we're just
0: discombobulated human beings. Oh, this is a shit show. (laughs) There is no rhyme (laughs) or reason, anything that they do. (laughs) They didn't stop. (laughs) They didn't
1: stop. They're just taking a break they told no one about.
0: (laughs) Um, This is another trill. Uh,. Email from uh, Rabbi Frederick Reeves. Andy, as always, love the pod. Really appreciated you reading my last email on it. Thanks. I've been listening to you try to reconcile the trill as depicted in the one episode of TNG versus what you've already seen in the nine episodes of DS9. And in keeping with what you were saying, Matt, um, I think this is a fool's errand because in TNG, the trill uh, was an alien of the week without a fully thought out Society. He even refused to use the transporter, lest someone discover that he was a joined being, as depicted in that episode. The symbiont was only the only personality. However, when they decided to make a character, uh, make a main character a trill for DS Nine, they had to create a backstory and culture, and were not bound by the one-off decisions from TNG. <sighs> Thank you, Rabbi Reeves. Reasonable. Reasonable. Thanks. Uh, if you would like to send a hail, send it to sttncpod at gmail.com. Please put the title of the episode and subject heading somewhere. Uh, if you want to tweet Matt or Instagram him, you can tweet him at, uh, at Matt Myra. My make, Instagram sure you is, do it,
1: make sure you do it six days prior to me wanting to see it. <laughs> That's
0: true. He only checks in sporadically. According to the algorithm. <laughs> My Instagram is at Andrew Secunda. My Twitter is at Secunda. My voice hail is 816 trek tnc. Uh, if you want access to the Priority One messages, join the Patreon. Get a bunch of extra content. That's it for the hails. And support the show, where only one of us has a job. That's
1: right. My job is this show,
0: and I do it poorly. <laughs> <laughs> He's a true unprofessional.
3: Uh. <laughs> the frequency is closed, Sir. Oh,
1: all right here we go
4: we crossed many doors to many places your hands made us think of all your faces so the MC in your little board node let's talk about this week's episode
1: move along home miss the episode it aired the 14th of march oh my dad's birthday 1993
0: this was a terrible High present
1: day,
0: 3.14 uh what was going on in the world andy I kind of want to throw out all three of these and you decide. The alternative yeah. song was Feed the Tree by Belly. That sounds like a good bet. song in the U.S. was Informer by Snow. And the number one song in the U.K. was Oh Carolina by Shaggy.
1: Oh, we did Shaggy last time. Let's hear what Feed the Tree sounds like. I don't even know what the hell it is. Okay. <laughs>
0: sounds oddly modern
1: I disagree this sounds so 1993 it's
0: absurd you think so yes well, that might be the shittiest guitar solo I've ever heard <laughs> Yeah, that part sounds very 90s. Nice. I figured that. Number 1 movie, Fire in the Sky. I've never heard this song. I don't remember it. I don't I like it. I know you don't seem to like it. I dig it. I think I like Belly. Um, okay. number one TV Fire show that Fire in the that,
1: Sky. Never seen it. Never will watch it Oh, it's terrible. It's terrifying. It's not it's terrifying good to me.
0: It's not good. Never one number tv one, show you spend number the whole movie waiting, waiting for the alien, alien abduction
1: followed by running into a bigfoot in the dark these are the two things i don't want in life
0: interesting mm-hmm. why, why a bigfoot where did the bigfoot thing get built in your brain i mean i lived i lived i
1: had woods in my backyard
0: when i was a kid uh-huh. so like, but like what did you what did you watch besides we, six million dollar man was before your time right what were you watching that you were scared of bigfoot
1: I think if I had seen The Six Million Dollar Man before my fear of Bigfoot, it wouldn't have had a fear of Bigfoot. Because <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I think I was watching a lot of Unsolved Mysteries, you know? The oh, way they yeah, present everything agree. is terrifying. Gotcha. Especially alien abduction and Sasquatches.
0: Yeah. I grew up in the city, so I had a fear of neither. I um, you, uh, didn't,
1: you, didn't, you didn't even fear the subway, which is crazy.
0: No. Uh... I, I honestly, I only got scared of things when I went to the country. So <laughs> <I> was zeroing in <laughs> on something. <laughs> I was like, there's a serial killer out there. <laughs> um, um, number one TV show that week, Home Improvement. Oh. Oh. oh? Uh, you do it much better than me. Events, Beavis and Butthead premieres, uh, Time Magazine oh. cover. In the name of God, David Koresh and Sheikh Omar Abdel Raham, Ra- Rahman. Rahman, sorry. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, my apologies to Sheikh. Um, and then we have an elsewhere in track. If you want to hit we that, do. And I'd love to as soon as I
1: find it. I
0: know you uh, love it.
1: Here we go. Elsewhere in track. Let's see what's out
3: there. Engage.
0: The most recent TNG episode had been Birthright Part 2, aired on March 1st. This was the last of six straight TNG episodes that started with Ship in a Bottle and included Aquiel, Face of the Enemy, and Tapestry. Where does Move Along Home compare to those classic TNG and also Aquiel? Who can say? Move
1: Along Home is the Aquiel of that, yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, Anyway, from March... 9th um, ninth, ninth to 18th, the TNG crew filmed Rightful Air. Also on March 17th, Renee Echeverria submitted the final draft of Second Chances. And on March 18th, Brandon Braga submitted the first draft of Timescape. Nice. I'm a big Timescape fan. Where did this... This was way... Yeah. Way before Enterprise? Yeah. I'm trying to remember when. When did Voyager premiere? Ninety six. I think that sounds right. Okay. Um.
1: All right. Well, all right. Here we go. Okay. This episode, uh, was a teleplay by Frederick Rappaport and Lisa Rich and Gene Carrigan Fauci. Story by Michael Pillar. Directed by David Carson. A lot of names. A lot of cooks. A visiting delegation from the Gamma Quadrant turns four crew members into pieces for a bizarre game.
0: The reason I ask is because it reminded me both of the Michael McKeon episode, The Thaw, on Voyager, Mm, and The Higher the Fewer. Except there was danger in The Thaw. That's true. And The Higher the Fewer one. Was there danger in that one? There was danger in that one too, right? I don't know.
1: Wasn't that just the one where uh, Alexander gets trapped in a fire?
0: Is it a fire? I thought there was bullshit that happens where the the imaginary world was also... No, no, that's just... That's just uh, Mm-hmm. Trying to train him to have fun or some shit.
3: Dress uniform.
2: I haven't worn this in almost three years. Must have lost a bit of weight. Feels kind of baggy. Uh,
3: it looks great. Besides... Baggy's quite fashionable on Bajor right now. Lemonade.
2: Since when are you interested in Bajoran fashions?
3: Well, a lot of Bajoran girls come to the station. Uh, With their families.
2: Since when are you interested in Bajoran girls? Dad. Wasn't it just a few weeks ago that you were playing with model starships?
3: (sighs) Try a few years ago.
2: You and I have got to have a talk. Young man, about women
3: that's okay
2: I mean it there are some things you've got to know
3: I already know them dad oh yeah
2: and who told you knock knock <laughs> nah. so all you know about women you've heard from the Ferengi boy
3: we were just talking great
2: vaguely I don't have time now but obviously you have a lot
1: of damage control to do with you on this no, side. I mean in fairness the Ferengis are obviously the worst with women. Yeah, correct. As we've seen so far in the show. Yes, sure. <laughs> Within these <laughs> yeah. time tomorrow. Fine. Okay, tomorrow
2: morning. First thing.
1: Fine. What's going on anyway?
2: A Vulcan ship has made contact with a new species called Wadi in the Gamma Quadrant three weeks ago.
1: I, uh, again, I liked this scene. I liked the father-son stuff. It's always fun. Well, it's usually fun. And then I really liked the payoff to the scene with, with Odo. When Jake tells Odo that he's, his dad's missing and also tells Odo
0: that he, he likes to watch the Majoran women. <laughs> that is nice. I also, fucking, how, how on it is Odo that he knows that? <laughs> fucking Constable even knows when there's a horny boy.
2: <laughs> We're expecting a delegation from their planet.
3: Rolling out the red carpet, huh?
2: First contact is our most important mission, Jake. It has to be handled delicately. It, you might say. It's sort of like a uh, first date with a girl. You have to show a certain respect
4: Ops to Cisco. For... Go ahead. The Wadi ship has just come through the wormhole. We're sending them to Docking Bay 4.
2: I'll meet you all there. Cisco route. Tomorrow morning. A lot
0: of lighting and that fucking thing with all those shadows from the ceiling well i mean the regular apartment you got to make it somewhat interesting it's true otherwise everything's just everything's just gray i mean that's fair but it does make it kind of like that'd be a little bit annoying to live there
1: i I couldn't wrap my head around bashir not packing his his Uh, dress uniform uh, without question can't they just replicate it? Isn't that how that works? Don't you just Another issue. A dress uniform?
0: <laughs> but I feel like this is one of the scenes where just like the performances from Bashir I was just like what is going on with Again, they've
1: written him as a fucking doctor who doesn't pack his dress uniform.
0: You know it's, what I mean? It's like It's a winding up a storm.
1: You'd have a list, I assume. I'm positive I packed my dress uniform. I can't understand it.
4: You look fine, Julian. Relax. <laughs> I mean they are aliens aren't they? I mean they won't know our protocol. It'll be fine. You're
1: so, so, such Where's a your fucking uniform, close huh? talker. Ah, uh, I Everyone got... in Star Trek is a close talker because of the 4 by 3
0: You've said this before, but I feel like you some people are closer it. talker than I mean, others. Packed it. Listen to me. This is this no guy's like traveler rehearsals. close. This
2: is the real thing. Our first formal reception for a delegation from the Gamma quadrant. And I want things to go right from this moment on. Clear? Yes. Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Uh, all right. We see these aliens and these aliens. Uh, th- this show is exceptional in the amount of aliens and variations they have to do, and I'm very impressed. These are fucking lazy. You're a bunch of dudes <laughs> with tattoos on your heads. Come on, guys. Come on, do us Do something. I mean, that's is essentially what Dax is. She's got tattoos know. on her. Yeah, she but she's a regular. Not the point. It may not be your point, but it's mine.
2: This is a new life form from the Gamma Quadrant. I expect you to treat them... Commander! I'm
3: a host. A host is an ambassador of goodwill. The more goodwill that I can generate, the longer they'll stay. The greater my profits. I think we're talking the same language here. Not quite. Allow me to put your concerns to rest. So, uh... Do you fellas do a lot of gambling where you come from? We like games. Doesn't everybody? Doesn't everybody? You know, those virgin territories in the Gamma Quadrant are ripe for Dabo franchising. You and I might want to talk about an investment opportunity. (laughs) At some point. So, um, have you figured out the essentials of the game
1: yet?
0: I believe we have. Um... This guy, Joel Brooks, I'm positive I had a claim to fame on him, and I scoured his IMDb. And while there's a million things that I'm sure I've seen him in, in terms of like episodic things, there was nothing that I was like, that's what I'm thinking of. So What no. are you going to do? I'm sure a bunch of people write in going, what you know him is from is this, Andy. I'm like, I know. I know what I would know someone from if I'm looking at their IMDb. I don't need you to tell me what I would know them from.
1: see. Let me see what you know him from. (laughs) He
0: was trying to prove to me what the thing... Obviously, what you're thinking of is Reba, your favorite (laughs) show. That was what I was thinking of. (laughs) Uh, I mean, like, different strokes, like, there was a couple of them that I'm like, I'm sure I watched him in that, but that's not what stuck in my head. Hmm. It's something where he was snotty, that much I can tell you. Interesting. Give that where it's? someone that I he looks just like
1: <laughs> uh, what do you say about this I mean I don't still don't understand Dabo how it works
0: really seems like it's a, certainly a this illuminated nothing
1: uh, where you're wagering and uh, it just seems like space roulette I guess um, what do you think of these aliens they feel very TOS-y to me How so uh, the their 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 costumes and their makeup
0: well, definitely that. The, the for
1: glittering, sure. the glittering bullshit. Yes. Um, All right, the and their makeup, and also their behavior. This feels like it would have been a TOS episode.
0: What about their behavior?
1: The way that they like games, and they will introduce a game, and then they're maniacally laughing, and they're very over the top arch. And, that
0: is true. You know, the laughing a real
1: danger about. <laughs>
0: That, you know, but to me, it's cute. just like that I, I feel like we've seen that now in the worst episodes of TNG, in the worst episodes of Voyager. That's why I liken it to like the Michael McKeon thing is it's just like I don't know if there's this str- this is the strain of theater kid in the in the in the writing, but it's just like mm-hmm. how you can be doing a sci-fi show like this and then suddenly you have these fucking arch performances that are insane just baffles me.
1: I mean, I don't know. I also don't think it's a particularly interesting story. Peaks well, this is the primary. Thing. Highly sought
2: in
3: our culture, they have many different uses.
0: <laughs> I was sure pork was going to be sucked I'm in sorry, by this. Sorry,
3: but I have enough sticks right now. Yeah.
0: Maybe you would like these cheap crystals I bought in Pasadena. (laughs) (laughs) I say they have properties, but really I just bought them at an even cheaper place.
2: (laughs) McCullough. McCullough. Captain McCullough. That's the name I've been trying to remember for the past six hours.
0: <laughs> the weirdest chaffa in history.
2: Good lord, they won again. McCullough's the one who wrote the revised first contact procedures for Starfleet.
0: He right. used to be partners with Captain Crandall.
3: <laughs> no. Have you heard of Crandall? Again. He has the
1: ship. It's called the Inside Straight. <laughs> oh,
0: that Crandall and McCullough. Uh... This guy's mustache kind of looks like mine is now.
2: What are you still doing up?
3: Nog and I were setting up a reactive ion impeller for school.
2: Not but he's not in this episode. He stays up later. He probably does things, things with girls, for instance. You're not ready for it yet.
3: Come on. We were just working on a school project.
2: You know what time you're supposed to go to bed? We never had any problems with it until Nog...
3: Dad, I'm 14.
2: I'm glad we agree on something. Go to bed.
0: May I ask you? Mm -hmm. So, how did. So, in this first scene, the first scene where they're talking about sex talk, which I was like on board for, and I was like, oh, this is fun. He's having a sex talk with the son. Never seen a captain do that. Unless Picard did that with the the weird (laughs) feral kid. Um so uh, so I'm on board for that I love the, the subtext of like don't learn about women from Ferengi they oppress their women this is terrible like I get that
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: here he's like Nog is older than you he does things things with girls for instance you're not ready for yet that mm-hmm. just sounds like he doesn't want his son to be like going to third base yet or whatever the hell it is yeah so that doesn't seem like it's hey the Ferengi don't treat their women like human beings. That feels like that's just like no, don't grow up and and mess around with women. I guess a little bit of both. Do you think that's normal for a dad? This guy's fourteen. You know what? I'm not it saying grow you up, it's, you know, and, you
1: just like are you just playing with starships? You know, it's like where the hell did the time go? Don't grow uh-huh. up on me.
0: Well, he's being real authoritative about it really laying down the law. In <laughs> the fact that he needs to go to bed. I mean. I mean, the guy's got barely any contact with other children. Let him go out and discover girls. Andy, or he'll
1: end up like we, me. <laughs> we can't. We can't all live our lives like uh, you know Secunda running about the station at all hours. Some of us need sleep.
3: You disreputable swindler! I put up with your cheating for the last time.
0: <laughs> I do like. And Quark's immediate backup plan is just like to blame his own employee mm-hmm. for cheating. This is really. I mean. We don't want to play your nonsensical game. We will replace it with another nonsensical game. We'll
2: stop them at the second chap.
0: The second chap?
3: Can we start at the beginning?
2: <laughs> Only children enter at the first shop
1: <laughs> no like there's no like uh there's no information as to like how they how they choose who the pieces are no uh no like wouldn't it be like and they have to put it all together like that that no, he's, oh he- no that's what he says the whole have thing to put it is. together
0: yeah he's like no you have to learn it while you're doing it I'm like well that's convenient writers uh have you ever seen number Wang
1: yes okay
0: I, I sent you the link because that to me Mitchell is, and Webb it's just number Wang. that's so,
1: number Wang <laughs> so great 17 <laughs> that's number Wang
0: <laughs> please please imagine of it I sent you the link you can skip to the middle and just play the 10 seconds uh, of it <laughs> uh,
1: let's see what did I do with the chat window?
0: Um, yeah, it's just random That's number
4: wang, we like those decimals, Julie Simon? Uh, I'd like the root 14 uh, And the 12 That's number wang, round
2: 3, Julie to play first
3: 8 minus 4
4: That's number wang, Simon Uh,
2: 109 times 17 That's number wang, Julie
3: 47 (laughs) That's
2: the number wang bonus, triple number wang to Julie So Julie, you're ahead on 77, Simon, you trail on 83 Everything hinges on this final round Yes, it's time for wanganum, let's rotate the board
1: <laughs> I forgot that they Fully rotated <laughs> So the contestants come back
3: <laughs> It's really
1: <laughs> Welcome
2: back Let's play Wagon you. you need to play first It's on web is
0: great Simon um, oh, I mean until fantastic. Robert Webb is Apparently Outed as a turf But uh, what are you gonna do Um Anyway uh, That's what these things Reminded me Of Uh, and it's like the whole thing is pinned on that. Not to mention, at like 13 minutes into the show, like that's when the turn is of like, oh, they're playing a game, but now it's getting ominous. And like, what's going on with uh, with uh, Cisco when Cisco wakes up? And also, the reveal with Cisco is Cisco's asleep and then he wakes up. And it's a differently patterned floor instead of him in bed. And that's it. That's the only reveal. And it's like already this episode feels endless. It's so slow moving in terms of story. So I don't know where this series goes from here or what we're grading it against. But to me, and I think you were basically getting at this in terms of the story not being good The biggest crime of this episode is it's completely boring. It's both arch and ridiculous and also boring. (laughs) Like like Machaka and that one and the crazy ones, at least you're like, all right, well, this is hilarious. This is insane. (laughs) And this is just like, it's just it's not insane enough with the little girl dancing around and they gotta do the thing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, yeah also like i mean why do they have their tricorders in this game you know what i mean like yeah. they get transported into the game but with their tricorders fully functioning inside the game it, nothing makes sense
0: i wonder if it was a consideration that they would have made them like tiny pieces that quark could see moving around that would have at least been something Chapter two. Yeah, gonna... move along move along home where is this place where have you brought me the other thing is that guy's not acting like that in the real world so what is the what's the logic of him acting this way in the game
1: what's he seeing I don't understand this makes no sense
0: at least in the thaw there was a reason Michael McKeon was which was he was in the dreamscape and nowhere else
4: you two what was all that yelling
0: Whoa. Uh, it was an eccentric performance. Had
4: to wake yourself up out of a bad dream.
0: Oh That's no! Yeah, play, play, uh, um, his waking up from his his nightmare, Bashir's. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Doctor! Ah! Oh, thank God! Ah, I thought I was having a nightmare. This is another oh, thing I, I put in the box up. of just like, well, you he's too. just himself here. What was all that he's not being possessed. What, what is uh, with this performance? Have you, uh, had to wake yourself up out of a bad dream. This isn't a dream. We're guests. Haven't you ever had to wake
1: yourself up out of a bad dream? That's how you do it. You go ah 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 oh oh ah. Try it tonight. <laughs> Oh, no, What's I'm
0: going sure on? Why did the director pull him back find on that one? This
1: absolutely
4: fascinating, but I'm a Bajoran administrator. This is not what I signed
0: up for. I mean, this is pretty insane too. I don't find too. this
2: fascinating either, Major. But I suggest we take fellow's advice and find our way home.
0: Ironically, Cisco, one of the more understated performances. Well, sometimes,
1: you know, it doesn't start at the top. Like, sometimes yeah, it maybe, starts maybe at the every year.
0: Avery Brooks is like, eh. I feel like the scenery it's has Cisco. already been consumed by everyone else in this scene, so I'm not going to. It's all to... been
1: chewed already. I don't
4: need it. <laughs> how can I help you?
3: Do you know where my dad's gone?
4: You can't find him?
3: Last night, he was making a big deal about us having a talk this morning, but when I got up, he was gone.
4: Have you checked his office?
3: The computer says he's not on the station.
4: Why don't you go on to school while I track him down?
3: School's closed while Mrs. O'Brien's back on Earth. Nog and I were going over to Airlock 3 and watched the Bajoran transport passengers come on board.
4: You mean to look at the girls?
3: No. We were just. Uh...
4: Go on. When I find out where your father went, I'll let you know.
0: <laughs> Go on. Stare weirdly at the girls.
4: Computer confirmed that Commander Sisko is not on the station. Confirmed. What time did he log
3: out? That information is not on file.
0: What ship did
4: he leave on?
3: That information is not on file.
0: Will anything happen in this episode? Um, here's a here's the thing about that moment I'm that still- I'd like to point out. Mm-hmm. Fucking Odo. Jake says, I checked it. Um, he's, of course, Odo, so he's going to double check it. But even with Jake out of the room, he's nice enough to go, confirm that Commander Sisko is not on the station. Because he already has the information. <laughs> That's very polite. I really appreciate that here, about Here,
1: here. Way to
0: go. <laughs> you did it. Now I was also shocked that is is a regular character? Do they bring Prim in and then he hangs around? Because Or are they going to durst him? Because I had a dursting meaning of character on Voyager that they introduced and then something happened to. Um, because I, I'm like, oh, I thought this Primmin guy was a one-off. And he's like, if he's a... And as a one-off, I, I think I'm on record going like, oh, you know what? His things were fairly reasonable. He was bending to the situation. He sort of allowed that he was being too much of a Starfleet douche. I kind of like that. But I don't need to see more of this guy. I he's don't need one off. more. Huh? He's a two-off. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I guess his letter campaign didn't work, <laughs> <laughs> or was it? did he try the uh, the letter campaign, and that's what got him kicked off. Good question. Interesting. Is there any explanation?
1: Good. I'm look on. That's probably how he delivered this line about Odo.
3: Information is not on file.
1: Constable
4: Odo. Good morning to you. Very weird Where's Major
0: Everybody has a weird wonder if it's the director this Is it an odd Seven director? Officers, no
1: No Maybe everybody watched rehearsals And decided that uh... <laughs> I wonder who started it I think it was Bashir And don't call me
4: constable I'm chief of security no. Yes sir I think that was it
1: I think after that he was like I can't work with this guy anymore I gotta, <laughs> I gotta transfer I gotta transfer out of here
0: This is what it is uh, We'd always talked about this This is Michael Piller We'd always talked about this Prim in character Because Colm was going away To do a movie um, Robert Wolf said We needed someone there For people to talk to We have a billion people You don't need this guy to, For them to talk to uh, We wanted to show What the chain of command was uh, As far as station security Is concerned primmin story did that not i mean i guess so we don't really need that shit um we didn't realize until i started going to rewrites was that primmin would be a good red herring that's for the passenger it's not much not much useful there otherwise mm-hmm. boy this guy can you imagine being there for a couple of episodes and you're like oh, oh boy star trek <laughs> one of the most one of the most dependable secure positions in uh in Hollywood apparently not
1: sorry primmon you've been primmon
0: it's very dumb even the the design of the set is kind of I was bland. just going to
1: talk about that. I was just going to say the set reminds me of, like, uh, the, like, Zoobily Zoo. Do you remember that, that show?
0: <laughs> no, is that a kid show?
1: Yeah, it was a kid show from mid-80s. Uh, so, obviously, a little after your kid time. <laughs> I get um, Here, I'm going to show you. How do I do this in a way that I can... Yeah, I'll just put it into this one.
3: Up, everyone in. Time for the fun to begin. Come along with us to Zoobly Zoo. Zoobly Zoo. Let's introduce the Zoobles to you. I'm Mayor Ben. I'm here. good Marine? Oh, yeah. There's and adventure when
1: comes to call. But anyway, all these sets remind me of this show.
0: You know what's funny about this and I is mm-hmm. that this Sigmund Sea Monster, so many kid shows are so much more nightmarish than the most nightmare Star Trek episodes. <laughs> this is terrifying. <laughs> I don't think so. I loved it. Crazy. Look at these adults with weird line costumes and colors on their faces. So weird.
4: Hello. Can you tell us where we are? Is there a way to leave? Do you think we're supposed to do something? Well, this
3: is the first door that's open for us. I want to know where it goes. Oh, oh,
4: oh, Are
2: God. you all right?
0: Even that, she kind oh, of I'll overplayed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. My nipples. <laughs> well, I it's guess that's what happened. It's a force it? field, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like right. it's gonna hit the first thing. <laughs> I can't, I can't blame her on that one. Then,
0: um, this kid has a a tiny English accent. It seems like not a full I English, English accent. Well, oh, she is Ten small. She hasn't developed it yet. Can you tell me? Is it the director? What happened with the performances in this episode? I don't know. I don't know.
1: I'm not crazy, like, right?
0: They're all insane. I, I think it's it's like, all hey, the reactions.
1: We're in, we're in an Alice in Wonderland kind of a thing. Let's all act like we're in a children's show. Why? I don't know.
0: It's not justified. I don't know. I'd like to tell you, but I don't know. If there was something in the script that said, and then you think, you know, your brain has been warped so you are acting like a kid's show, then okay, I get that. That's not what the script is telling us.
2: If none of your players makes it home, you lose everything you've won. Oh.
0: And you must have one of these tattoos drawn on your head. Do you? Yes. You know...
3: I might have room for another gaming table or two on the second floor. Uh, we might uh, negotiate a licensing agreement. Perhaps we could discuss... The- Quark!
4: I'm busy. Yes, I can see. When was the last time you saw Cisco? Last night when he went home to bed. Did he say anything to you about leaving the station? Not a thing. Choose their path. Quark! Yeah, really, Odo, you'll have to... He's missing, and so Akira, Dax, and Bashir, four officers, have just disappeared. You're sure you have no idea?
3: Why would I know
1: anything about... <gasps> four? What They're a, like, on this game board. Logic, it's crazy. That leap of logic is so insane to it's me. It's
0: completely four? insane.
1: Four? There's four pieces in this game. There are four beetles. This is Minimally, be the beetles.
0: Minimally, it, they should have made the pieces look like them.
1: <laughs> yeah they don't even like do and then the he coloring. would have been like that's weird you know what why I mean? do they look
0: why do they look like the people on the ship just like you figure that out as the game goes you know it's just like <gasps> <"This> <gasps> these abstract pieces they're, our, they're my friends why are you doing this to us what is wrong with you people we were written to do this to create an eerie effect for no reason <laughs> <laughs>
1: smoke <laughs> you gotta drink the thing to get out of there so dumb
0: how did you figure it out I guessed there's no way to win this game there's no strategy there's no strategy at Quark's level there's no strategy at my level
1: like no like so Quark knows that has a suspicion that they're the pieces but he doesn't tell Odo
0: I think he, he must tell Odo right
1: but then Odo, so Odo still has to go look for the guys Some kind of
4: intense bipolar current. What would cause something like that? Got me. The only thing we've got that would put out that type of current would be a transporter. But a transporter burst would only last for a few seconds. I think we'd better go take a look. No, wait a minute, Odo. You can't just go storming onto their ship without their permission. Oh, is is that Starfleet policy? That's right. Well, I'm not in Starfleet set the coordinates to midway down the second deck corridor. Uh,
1: I'm glad we don't have to have that as the thrust of the like the I'm not Starfleet of Kira and Odo. Yeah. I'm, I'm like glad it like dissipates over time.
0: Oh, really? That doesn't yeah. that doesn't play in? I mean,
1: it not as much as it is in the first few episodes.
0: I mean, I would assume there's a little bit of Starfleet versus non-Starfleet with Cisco, right?
3: Choose their path. Mm. Double their peril. Double your winnings. Ork! Fine, fine. The safer path. Roll.
1: Like, Odo doesn't even come in and go, you're holding our officers against their will. No. Release them. He just goes in and is like, Quark, you
0: better play this game real good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and outside what of them one, winning the, the game with the little girl, there's no indication. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm smart. We'll take the shortcut that's riskier. It's like, that's not strategy. You're just, I mean, I guess it's Green. minor strategy, and you're saying we'll take less risks at a more intense risk. But it's not like, oh, this is, this is the way out. So, like, I would have even liked if it was like, oh, Quark really is good at games, so when the chips are down... Yeah, I agree with that totally.
1: I thought that's what was going to happen. He found
0: a way to save them, but it doesn't really even play out that way.
1: No, it doesn't at all. And then we go to this thing, which is like this stupid cavern scene, which is like, what, now they're in a fucking rock cavern that matches nothing of the game board prior?
0: It's real dumb. And and what even... It's like... Also, who's the sacrifice? The sacrifice is, is, is Jadzia?
1: I don't know. Isn't Bashir gone? Who knows?
0: Well, I think they already lost Bashir, and then they were like, you have to sacrifice one of your pieces as though it's this big thing. And then Jadzia hurts her leg. She's not even fully sacrificed. I mean, I like when Cisco and Kira are both like, well, fuck you. We're going to take you anyway. And she's like, Curzon would say... You got to sacrifice me. I kind of like that. Um but then it's like there's not even really like our solution, our clever solution to this is we're going to struggle across these rocks. It's like, what the fuck? And which in that gonna, takes forever.
1: We're going to be just like every Star Trek episode ever landing on a planet. We've got to struggle across these rocks. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Every time a show <laughs> goes to a planet, we've got to struggle across these same rocks way of command and decisions.
2: decisions yeah I've heard that one somewhere
1: i don't uh, we're almost at the end here, Andy like it's weird. this episode's so bad that I don't have a ton to say about it.
0: I really like when they uh, click the chop the chopsticks that's hilarious <laughs> to like say that they like something they click their chopsticks that's fun. <laughs> Uh, I vaguely remember the, that it's the people in the background. You don't need to find it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I mean, look, there's nothing
0: here. This is, this is I'm desperate right now. We have no I have nothing to say about this episode and it's terrible. Oh, go to go to Cisco doing the Almarine thing cuz I would say that somebody's got to make a soundbite of that to go with his uh his soundbite of Ow. Actually, you know what? The Bashir waking up from the dream is probably a better soundbite. Come,
4: come, come on, four, just see the rhyme.
0: I don't want to, see. but it will I'm allow my me my to be dramatic
3: you can see seems
0: like is going back into his his whopper voice
1: So also, hang on.
0: it'd be funny if. It when has no she, when ba- they get Quark- through, and she goes, "Alamorene," if uh, if Cisco just vaporized her,
1: it'd be great. Quarks Sorry. Quark's play has no real bearing on whether or not they succeed.
0: No, it's just to make it shorter. He just I puts,
1: guess he puts them into various rooms, and but then it becomes up to the everybody, the officers. Yeah, it be, is 100%. up to them whether or not they can solve
0: that puzzle. One hundred percent. And sometimes it's based on strategy and sometimes it's based on luck. So there's no consistent like, oh, that's how they're doing it.
3: To negotiate a
1: licensing agreement. Um, yeah, and then they figure out that they drink the thing and then, wait, how does Bashir die? I forget.
0: Those lights, Twinkie lights from the to the third shaft to the fourth shaft already from what the Enterprise episode we were just watching Came no and tried to get it. but we're making progress uh, whatever it is
4: we're playing for our lives here doctor I don't think you're taking this very seriously on the contrary major I find the stakes to be highly motivating listen I'm reading high magnetic field variations intense flux patterns it's coming toward us
2: find a cover if you can
0: And they're so different, these lights. Like, what does that mean?
1: Maybe the lights are his hand moving <laughs> to get the piece. That's the lights represent. are a good
0: effect, I'll give him that.
3: Wait! I know what I'm doing. I've spent my life figuring the odds on all sorts of games. Now, I'm just learning this one, that's true. But I know this is the right move. The right move to make you rich. More than that, look at the board. This shortcut skips a whole level. I've learned there are risks in every roll of the dice. This way, they can advance all the way home on just one move.
1: Trust a gambler. You make them blow on the dice, and it doesn't work. (laughs) It's like such a weird, like, I think you should give, I think they should have given Quark that sort of Yeah, he's a gambler, and so he figured out a way to
0: win. Here's the other thing.
1: Make him grovel.
0: and I assume that this is in the bones of what their intentions were and it's in in no way in the the final script I think their intention was because otherwise they wouldn't have set it up as a first contact that these people's thing in the same way of uh, of um, uh, sorry I'm I'm blanking on the TNG uh, um, Tanagra Darmok. Darmok. Um, like, in the same way that's it's like, oh, they speak in metaphor, that these people, their thing that's interesting about this species is that they communicate or connect with people through games and through gambling. But they set them up as kind of maniacal, illogical, unbalanced, and weird, and crazy. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it's just sort of like, well, the game's done. Goodbye. There's no conversation about what they mean or that now they can bond or you know this is how they communicate or it's just like all right we met these people and they did a game and it seemed dangerous and everything seemed illogical and then at the end there was no danger the whole time goodbye <laughs> it's like- yeah, it's so dumb <laughs>
1: it's it's very akin to those um to the episodes that are that don't actually happen. You know, the dream episodes or the time reset episodes. Yeah, it's almost
0: worse because they did have to waste their day.
1: Yeah.
3: They made it! I won! I had full confidence in you, Commander. There wasn't a moment's doubt that you wouldn't prevail in this outrageous... No, Clark!
2: I'm afraid all your players were lost.
4: What? You mean... We were never in any real danger.
2: (laughs) It's only a
3: game.
1: (laughs) The game. This is a conversation we could have had 25 minutes ago.
0: (laughs) The true game is whether you will be tricked into wasting your time.
2: This may all have been a game to you, but we take first
4: contact with a new species very seriously, and I don't appreciate Excuse me, Commander. Yes, Odo. Before you blame them, you might want to ask
3: Quark just how this all started.
0: Even this part is sort of unclear. Quark.
3: Agreed. I wish I could explain it. Uh they just had a run of bad luck, and then they blamed me for their losses, and, uh, That's not what you said when you were groveling on um, the floor. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, you were here for the groveling.
4: Uh, you said
3: something about cheating, didn't you? Cheating. I would have said anything to end the ordeal. It was too much for me to bear. You have no idea <laughs> the pressure I was under, Commander. <laughs> just- if you will excuse us.
2: Perhaps someday a rematch.
0: It's not even clear how the first contact ends. So even if that was like since you have made amends now we can be you know friends. Yeah, they have to speak in rhyme. That's the unspoken part of this. Yeah, we, can, uh, <laughs> we
1: can open full diplomatic relations now. Right. We have played our game.
0: Yes. But they don't even make that clear. It's not even clear that they're that annoyed that him that he cheated like Odo's trying to put all this pressure on that it sort of seems like he's coming out of left field with that I agree
3: follow uh, Mr. follow a word with you sir
0: uh, oh boy I,
3: I right this.
1: and then we end on a on a on a disheartened look from Kira Such a well I can tell you episode. if I hadn't
0: if I hadn't quit on this show in episode one, I definitely would have quit by now. <laughs> oh my god,
1: I don't even I don't even know what to do with it. Like,
0: very strange.
1: What is the answer to the question I'm about to ask? Which is who is the MVC? Let's find out. Uh, do, 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 I do, mean, like, do, do. I mean, strange Nope, not that, not that one, not that one, Cosmo. I mean. Give me what some was- DS9 MVCs. I don't know. It'd be a special don't one for the DS9,
0: right?
1: So we've
2: seen Kira struggle with her past, Cisco's overacting, class, O'Brien fixing someone's toaster, Odo turned into a coaster, was Bashir fascinated by a sick. Did Dax Punch, Julian and the dick. It's
4: time for MPC. That's a
0: good one. <laughs> well, um, I guess...
1: No one, because nothing was ever in danger.
0: Right. Um, Odo is probably the most but he doesn't really even get does he get them out he doesn't get them out
1: right no no they lose the, Quark loses the game that's how they get out because the game ends
0: so nobody does anything
1: correct I think actually the most valuable crew member here is Jake <laughs> What's for alerting reasoning? Quark <sighs> I mean for alerting Odo that something is afoot
0: this move-along home was a killer. It came at a point in the season where we were over budget. We didn't know how. We were going to do the show. We had to make substantial changes to how it. How
1: were they over budget? They don't leave the station.
0: Also, it's very early in the season to be over budget.
1: Uh, whatever. Okay.
0: Um, Armin Schumerman says he enjoyed aspects. It's in Cracked way, It's an okay show. It's the first time the writers... Were allowed Quark to get somewhat serious. Hmm. I don't agree with that evaluation. Michael Pillar thought it was one of the best premises of the season. It's a little hokey, but there are many humorous and interesting twists to well, it. Well,
1: that's because uh, you got the story credit there, Mike.
0: <laughs> I think I did a fine job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Premise wise, it's great. Script,
0: no good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most apt comment Ronald Moore stated that when he watched this episode prior to joining the DS9 writing staff he was wondering if everyone had lost their minds <laughs> that's the most on point <laughs> um very weird very crappy and most an importantly oh sorry MVC um you're giving it to Jake <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I give it to Odo because Odo knew what was up with Jake and he was very polite to Jake. Um, I mean, Dax, Understood. how about Dax solves the one puzzle that is solvable? Doesn't matter. Because Well,
1: if they that didn't solve that problem. They would have been out much sooner and we wouldn't have had to watch the episode. Oh, you're right.
0: Doesn't matter. Nothing matters. How about this? Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, you can do it a split vote. But Cisco and by extension Kira are the most valuable players because even though they didn't actually sacrifice themselves for decks, they were willing to sacrifice themselves for decks. So they acted honorably. Therefore they are valuable.
1: Right. It's Jake Cisco for me. I don't know what your <laughs> vote is, whatever i is. I'm gonna give no. it to Cisco. <laughs> Which one? Uh,
0: Benjamin or Jake? Ben Cisco. Thank you.
1: Okay. Now we can get into some real nitty gritty here. Okay. With the uh, classic Andy situation. How many Andys does this episode get?
0: Should we give it to hmm. Preman for realizing he wasn't needed on uh on DS9 and leaving?
1: <laughs> Constable Odo
0: <laughs> Oh Jesus. I just blew it. I'm never coming back to the show. <laughs>
1: Wait, wait, wait! That's the only take. We're moving on. I didn't. I wasn't a serious. I wasn't serious about my delivery. Oh,
0: I thought fuck. that was a rehearsal. We're oh. turning around.
1: We're turning around. I missed it. We're gonna be Come fucked.
0: As soon as the showrunner's in, in the in the editing room, sees this, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What it has going for it is that it is very slow and boring. <laughs> um it's not logical. The world building is bad. Uh, they have a they have a you know, they can go with that. I mean I agree with Pillar in the sense that like the idea of a first contact thing where people communicate where the aliens communicate through games is interesting, but it's not played out in any firm way. Um uh, I like the Cisco and the Sex Talk thing. Um, and I like sort of where they're going with Jake. They're giving him a little bit of, you know, a little bit of something. He's like a, a homo- hormonal teenager. Um, so that would keep it away from being a zero. Um, but it's so plotting and boring and just, and it's like interrupted by your classic Star Trek overacting. Even the regulars are crazily overacting and bad in this episode. It's really just theres it's hard to find a corner that's not steeped in badness
1: correct that's why I give it a 1 that's why Andy's correct I also give it a 1 congratulations
0: is that our first 1 have we given a 0
1: it's our first 1 of DS9 I
0: don't remember us ever giving anything a 1 before
1: shades of grey
0: why did I get a 1 I wonder what we give it a 1 for
1: being terrible. <sighs> what am I? What am I? The guy that knows what we gave everything? No, that's not me. <laughs> what are you? I don't remember. What do they you don't remember for? either. <laughs> I play the clips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's check out the trailer for next week's episode. Uh, bu- 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 it is...
0: The move along home to the part oh, no. second part of this episode
1: <laughs> might as well be. An empire forged by treachery
4: and deceit.
3: My advice is to lock up the silverware.
4: I'm already on it. It's about to unveil its master plan.
3: Our word can be our bond. Until we decide to break it.
4: <laughs> First, they will choose a new leader. Clark! Then, they'll take over the galaxy. When in doubt, be ruthless. I'll touch it on the next episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine.
0: Well... Is that is what was Wallace Shawn also the grand whatever Ferengi in that Voyager thing? The Voyager? Episode? No, that
1: was that was Ethan Phillips. It was Neelix pretending to be
0: the Grand Nagus. Oh, I see. So we've never seen that is Wallace Shawn, right? Yeah, it's so funny that Wallace Shawn is so close to a Ferengi in actuality that I knew it was Wallace Shawn. Um, he also has a very distinctive voice. In fairness to Wallace Shawn, incredibly distinctive. Um. Well, that looks
1: fun. He plays the he plays the crane in in Stinky and Dirty, which is a show Henry watches about a garbage truck and a backhoe loader.
0: Sounds like it makes more sense in this show, this episode. <laughs>
1: it certainly does. Uh, look, episode's on the short side, but that's really only because the episode that we watched was so bad. It's yeah. like the really really bad ones and the really really good ones. I find that we. Don't have a ton to say. It's I think I also
0: have to be given credit. You know, the the hell bag was was fairly tight today.
1: Only thirty eight minutes. That's right. Congratulations, Andy! You did it. <laughs> I
0: did it this once. <laughs> Disengage! <laughs>